Hello, and thank you for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. My name is Billy Newman. I'm here with Marina Hansen. How are you doing, Marina? Hey, Billy. I'm doing well. Thanks for doing a podcast in the studio. We had a couple photos that are going up on Instagram and Hootsuite, uh, or from Hootsuite to Facebook to, uh, to all the other places online that I can get them. Uh, and there's a few from the Alvord that are going up in the last couple of days. I wanted to talk about those in the podcast today. And uh, you see a couple of them up on the screen, Marina. I do. Alvord was, was so long ago. It was. That was what I was thinking. I was a little startled by that when I was thinking about, oh, 2014. Oh. Oh, 2014? It's 2017 now. That sounds like it's really different. That sounds pretty Even though different. it's only a couple of days, but man, sounds really different. I mean, I, I suppose it's really not much more than two years ago, kind of working on the third year now, I think. Mm -hmm. But but it sounds like a lot when you say 2014 to 2017. It does sound oh, like a lot. Oh my gosh, that's so different. But I was it, it was a great trip. I really I really enjoyed going out there to the Alvord for the first time and only time so far. A shame, really. Yeah. The, the Alvord's so cool. There's so much to do out there. It's so flat and desolate though and it was pretty pretty heavy exposure for a bit and it's a huge drive to get out there it's it pretty is. yeah it's like right on the nevada border it's pretty much like driving to burning man if you're going to try and drive out to the middle of a playa desert in nevada this is about the closest thing to that that no one knows about but it's pretty cool it's interesting that that part of the world is uh, that that type of terrain sort of produces this effect in a handful of places. These big old lake beds from uh, from mountains that used to get snowfall that don't anymore. And that snowfall once had uh, had tributaries that ran off of it from the snow, snow melt and that ran mm -hmm. together to build uh, a pooled lake at the base of that watershed. And you see that like in all sorts of different places around the the terrain in that area. Or these big areas where there's there's a lake or, or excuse me like a river that drained off of a mountain range that was supposed to go to a spot where there was a lake and then now that that doesn't get the rain that it used to the snowpack that it used to so now there's things like the alvor desert that have been there for a long time that are just dried up areas and it's interesting when you think about how much that terrain has changed over the years in ways that we can really see this isn't super ancient the the remnants of the lake are still very much there you can see them in fact that it gets damp there Still. Right. So it's not it's not a past existence. It's something that did exist, you know, in human history, right? <laughs> it's like it's, it was something that was probably around, uh, and I think as as I understand it, it was around hundreds of years ago, like five, six, seven hundred years ago. This whole area in eastern Oregon was really quite a bit more wet than it is now. I yeah, I had heard that, or I, I think I had heard it from you. Actually. I think we, I remember when we were at Heart Mountain and we read like up to this line on this rim rock, it was water as far as the eye can see. And you're right. looking out over thousands of acres. It was like, that's a huge lake. You're saying this was an entire lake out here, but it's like got 300 years of history of people just living on it as a desert. That's really strange. Yeah. You know, or just like how, how quickly that, that would have changed. I mean, you see like big, big uh, lake beds in that area still, but they're real shallow and they, they only fill up every, every once in a while. But it was just really, really strange to think about. And there's a few other lakes that I think we haven't gone to yet, like uh, Poker Jim Ridge and Abert Rim. Mm -hmm. There's a few lakes that are kind of off to the sides of those. And I think they're still pretty substantial. They're still pretty big. They might be dammed up. I'm not really sure, but they're like alkali lakes. Have you seen an alkali lake before? It's strange that the borders of the lake has a, a lot of white 
that washes up and it sort of stains the, the border of the rock. Not like algae, like you might see at a, at a, at a reservoir or a pond or something as the water starts to go out over time. You'll see like sediment lines. Mm-hmm. Maybe it might be alkaline, but this it's, it looks like a leach like a leech of a chemical or something like on the rocks and, and no fish live in it. It's really caustic to live in because it's such a high alkali level that it's not hospitable to life. I think I have seen that before. Yeah. It's, it's a strange looking phenomenon. It, yeah, it's really strange. And I think, it, I think it leeches up from, uh, from the ground that's out there in Eastern Oregon. Mm-hmm. That's not really exposed to a lot of, water and, and it seems like it's a lot of stagnant water in some ways or it's, or it's water that's kind of stay in the air yeah, and it soaks sure in and, yeah there's a lot of sediment that doesn't really get to be washed out so i wonder and i'm sure geologically there's areas that are they're alkali lakes and non-alkali lakes just depending on what the sediment of the soil is where the lake ended up being formed mm-hmm. something about that yeah but that'd be a heck i don't know i'm not i don't know anything about it but i do know we were out in the alvord in september of 2014 it was a pretty cool trip we spent uh like 10 days in the area up in the steens and then in the alvord it was really cool i remember it was pretty hot in the day but i'm glad we went in september when it probably started to cool off a little bit like up in the steens it had already started freezing right isn't that strange how it is yeah it's like it's like up and you're in the fall you're in aspens that are that are like turning pretty heavy colors and maybe already past their their spot and color and it's, you know, it's freezing out. There's frost on the tent and stuff. And in some spots you have to like wrap up in every layer when you're up and you, you go up the hill even further up into the higher elevations. But down here in the desert part where, uh, where the sun beats down on it all day, it gets pretty warm. And it, I bet in the summertime it would be pretty rough out there. I would bet that's true. Yeah, I don't think I'd want to go out there in the summer. Ugh, yeah. <clears throat> it was really cool going in September though. I liked it a lot. It was nice getting to just kind of hang out during the day and walk around barefoot. Oh yeah, it was real. It was real nice. Yeah, it's it's interesting how mellow it is out there. I thought that there would have been, I don't know, something about it, or just more rocks, or more whatever, more more disturbance oh, of it yeah. that would have been something where we couldn't. It's do really that. not. It's really not until you're kind of close to closer to the edges that there are the bushes and little rocks. Right. And things. That's just the same. Yeah, it's really just miles reclaim. of flat nothing. It's just playa. Yeah, it's just for playa miles and miles. Up. It's really. A very cool spot that yeah. I want to go back to. Not many rocks, not much trash. I wonder if there's people that go yeah, out there and trash. kind of sort for that sort of thing. I'm sure that there, there's some effort in some way, but I know like like in the Black Rock Desert where they do Burning Man, of course, that's like 40,000 people that all show up at once. This, I think, until we were there, I think it was a pretty secluded area of Oregon mm-hmm. uh, for, for travel stuff. So I think, I think like, so. for at least in the last decade, I've seen... The Wallowa Mountains go up a ton, and I've seen the Alvord go up a ton. It was us, Billy. Oops, so. <laughs> a little <laughs> secret trendsetters. Uh, but I know we were doing it. At least it was uh, simultaneous thinking. If everybody else started to get pumped up about doing silly things like that, yeah. But I hope it was us. At least we were ahead of the curve. We were on the curve. We certainly were. Yeah. Wanted to live in your car. <laughs> hey, it's pretty fun. Ooh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I think that, uh, that yeah, we had a, a handful of uh, film photos that went up from the Alvord trip. I remember we shot almost all film for that trip, right? Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah, I focused just a little bit because I saw the the D two H, which was uh, kind of going out for me in, in two thousand fourteen and two thousand fifteen, sixteen really, uh, really heavily. I worked with with just film, with just those film cameras that I had, and I had that N eighty at the time that now you have. 
And that was great to use out. I had a ton of fun working with it for the for the couple of days that we were out there. I think some of my favorite photos, like up here on this wall with my portfolio, there's a, there's a couple from the Alvord that were really cool. And I really like that, like the sunrise shot where you just see all the, the crackled uh, ground of the playa that kind of stretches out for miles and miles up yeah. to the sunrise just breaking over. And I really love the way the you you really see the red in the spectrum of light that's kind of pulling over the horizon. Uh, it looks it looks pretty, and you kind of see it uh, shining or reflecting off the soil, the playa. I really like that part of it. And the photos that we have went up. It was some fun stuff of like the CRV. Yeah, we were driving it out there. That was really cool. <clears throat> Taking the CRV on a cool little desert trip. Yeah, that's one of the really fun parts about getting to go out there is that when it's dry and you would be going out there, you can just drive your car on it. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. I love that you just kind of pull out into it and it's pretty sturdy. I thought it was going to be like a sand pit. I was worried about that idea. Like what if it was just oh, like a, yeah, like a sandy beach that you're just, <laughs> whoa, 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 and you're bogged down and you can't move. You just see burned out cars That's kind of all stuck out in the fly that you can't get out. <laughs> it was nice and hard, thank goodness. Yeah, it was, it was real sturdy. You can get going out there real fast and you just kind of yeah, float around like you're in a boat or something. It's kind of fun. You don't really get many opportunities to do that in your car. Where like yeah. in a boat, you can just kind of turn and steer, go anywhere you want to. But it's, yeah, it was, it was fun going out there. I think it's like seven by 12 miles. So it's really significant. I think it's almost as, as far as the, the limit for the curvature of the earth. And where you start to see that, that roll off of that thing very distant from you roll off because right. of the curvature of the earth. I think it's around eight miles or so on a flat surface, but I'm not sure. That's why like, I mean, of course, like in this picture, you can see out to the end of the Alvord and then up to the mountains behind it. But on the flat surface itself, where there's very little elevation change, you actually see, you you can't see the end of it. I hear, if I understand correctly, from if at, at one inch above the ground to to the other end of it because the curvature it's interesting but you probably couldn't see it for a bajillion other reasons of like air quality and all the other things and and dust and <laughs> mirages do you remember how you couldn't uh, really yeah. see out or like we'd see that that um that little kite car that little oh, kite oh yeah trike. little kite board yeah and like you'd see it but it would just be like this weird ripply pattern yeah sort of surrounded by by nothing and then poof, it would kind of pop out a few miles away, like a mile away. You wonder what else is out there eight miles <laughs> on that is just disappeared to me. Uh, but yeah, it would just be this kind of kind of white ripple, and then it would show up. Yeah, you see like a little little guy, little room. guy shooting around. <laughs> You're like, whoa, where'd this guy come from? And then he's like right there. You like, yeah, oh, hey, what's up? <laughs> yeah, just pull right up. Didn't uh, didn't see coming. <laughs> Yeah, it's really strange how that was, but it was cool out there. So yeah, there's a couple of photos that were uh, that were about that and and uh, showing off some of the stuff that we did in the Alvord. But it was a really sweet, sweet trip that we did. It was a lot of fun. I want to get back out there with you. Yeah, I'd really like to. Also, uh, that's one of my favorite spots we've been to in I know, Oregon. I know the springtime is a tough area because it's going to be wet, it's boggy, yeah. and stuff and stuff like that. But I know that September is probably the best time. I was thinking we should at least go September. Our second year. trip will be in September. Yeah. Okay. This sounds good. That might work. All, that might work all right. <laughs> I'll go twice this year. We should. We should really do it. We, I'll I, check I thinking, it out. Uh, the Steens are right there. If it doesn't work. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, we could definitely go to the Steens. Like if we get out there and then the weather sure, yeah. was there's wrong. A, there's much of the year. I'm sure it would be great. I mean, probably May. I mean, you, uh, I've been out there. We've been out there before. Like end of May, it's like it's kind of warm in that area sometimes. And, and in the Alvord, like you notice, you're you're not up in the mountains like you're in the Steens. Mm -hmm. you're kind of you're down and you're in it you're in the valley and it gets hotter it seems like and it, it's probably a, a harsher 
heavier exposure down there. But that's a tough thing to deal with too. Like what we were talking about earlier is it's just so bleak and desolate. There's nowhere to go. So if you're just stuck out in a hundred degree heat or even 80 degree heat in late May, it's like hard. Or it's yeah. just like, oh, I'm going to get sunburned. And it's going to be tough. It's nowhere yeah. to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful spot Very at night cool. and in the morning at the edges of the day. If you can get a, a dark night where there's just stars, there's going to be no light pollution in that area, which would be one of the best parts of going there. Uh, but man, in the middle of the day, high noon, it's a rough spot. Yeah. That's a rough spot. Yeah. And there's, there's really nowhere to go. No entertainment. No, uh, yeah. no bug out spot that you can really get to. I guess you'd like sleep in the day. Bring a motor home. Just chill out on the inside. <laughs> then party at night. That'd be the place hey. for it. Out in the outboard. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I think it's a, it's a handful of photos we got. It was fun to uh, fun to go through them, put them up again. Yeah, it was fun seeing those ones come out today. I liked, yeah, I liked a couple of these side shots. I want to go back through all of those photos and see if there's any other uh, fun photos that, because uh, I know we kind of edited down a little bit. I'm sure there's some other stuff that's kind of an interesting take or angle or yeah. you know, a little alternative to something that we maybe had something similar of that would look different now, years on. But it, I think it'd be fun for us to go back through and check a few of those things. I remember really using everything that was that was relatively workable and usable mm-hmm. uh so i remember that being pretty pretty competent but i'm not really sure yeah we should uh poke around a little bit see if there's other cool photos to put up yeah it's always cool going back and seeing if there are like little side photos that are kind of cool right i do really like doing that I, I do appreciate kind of going back seeing those old pictures i did try on you know i did want them to work out mm-hmm. i'm pretty i'm pretty aware of that the photos i did pick were were really good but i know a, a number of photos my favorites, maybe, in fact, are a few that I didn't realize I had first. So I'm really yeah. glad to, to go back through and do a second pass or see like what you're interested now visually. You, know, you kind of adapt right. over time and the way you want to put something together, it, it might be a little different later. Or you might be aware of some tool or, or some way you can use it graphically that you weren't aware of before. Yeah, you kind of see the elements in it a little bit differently. Yeah. Yeah, I've noticed that a few times where... Uh, yeah, like my understanding of line is a little better. I say, oh yeah, mm-hmm. actually this is this is really a better type of angle or, you know, something like that. I can, I can work with this a little bit more. Uh, so that's kind of an interesting part of it. It's kind of neat. We should do uh, do a bunch of stuff like that this year though. Be fun. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for doing this little podcast with, with me, Marina. Thanks for having me on your podcast, Billy. Ooh, it's cool about, seeing these pictures come through again. Talk about some old photos. I like seeing some old trips, trips to the outboard. It'll be cool. Um, but yeah, we'll probably have another podcast coming out on our little feed sometime later this week. And I think until then, I'm going to say thank you very much, Marina, for joining me for this episode of the podcast. Thanks for having me on, Billy. Really appreciate it. So on behalf of Marina Hansen, my name is Billy Newman. And I say thank you, the small audience there there is, for checking out this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. <laughs>